Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bonus episodes of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. We've never done this before, right? These are the first bonus episodes, but they're going to be all about the three E's. You hear us talk about that every week. We want to entertain you, encourage you, and equip you. And so we're glad you're here. Um, We would love it if you would jump over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and something really fresh in the review, man, like something straight gas. That's a new term that the young the youngins are trying to get me to work into all the podcasts. So we're looking for straight gas, guys. We have uh, we're going to be having three bonus episodes these next three weeks, and they're all about video. Video has uh, always been important, but it's really come to the forefront here in the last couple of years. And so uh, our friends at Ross Video have just been changing the game for years and years and years. And so these episodes are brought to you by them. So we'll tell you a little bit more about them later. But we have the word Titan is probably doesn't even do it justice for what we have here today. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to intro them and then I'm going to let them tell you a little bit about, uh, who they are. This, this first guy needs really no introduction at all. If you have been around the worship leader props podcast, you'll remember from the first hundred episodes or so it's the one and only Big Gingy. What's up, y'all? Dude, it, welcome, my dude. It's so good to be back. I like took a picture <laughs> and posted like reunited and it feels so good. So good. Because I think it's been what almost two years, probably it's since been a I've, long time, man. I've been on the been podcast. Too long. So been too long. Thanks for thanks for having me on, dude. I'm excited. I, these conversations are very near and dear to me. So mm. so you are in Tulsa. Yep. Uh I and- live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm a production director for Transformation Church. Uh, got here about two and a half years ago. And uh, if you're familiar at all with us, uh, most of our on, our audience is online. Um, I would say, I'm not really great at math, but you know, it's like 10% of who is consuming our content is actually in the room. Um, wow. And most is online, and uh, and even past that, like um, you know, we'll 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 have fifteen thousand people or so watching live on a Sunday, mm-hmm. um, but our stuff really comes alive once it hits YouTube Sunday at five p.m. Within two to three weeks, you know, Pastor Michael's sermons will have three four hundred thousand views, unreal. unreal. Um, and so, yeah, so like I said, been out here for about two and a half years. Uh, I, I used to be part of the Worship Leader Props podcast and helping Brian. I will never forget y'all. We were at the experience conference and uh, Brian and I had been friends uh, before. And uh, he just, one day he just randomly, we're just talking. He goes, Hey man, you ever heard of Worship Leader Props? I'm like, dude, I love that account. And he goes, it's me. And I was like, yeah, whatever you're lying. And then he shows me his phone and he's got the Instagram account. And I was, I about lost my mind. Like, because if you know, Brian, it just, it's so, was so unassuming. Uh, and so, yeah, I thank you for that and how I brought our friendship together and getting to help you launch Absolutely. the podcast and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, 
So I absolutely I, love you. Love you. Dude. I have it too, dude. I'm uh, married to my wife, Lori. Got a little boy mm-hmm. named Miller who's two and a half years old and is kind of everything for us. And yeah, man, we're just trying to uh, move the kingdom forward using technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I hope we get to hear you sing on one of these episodes because it's been a while for all of us. Maybe something from Aladdin, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. (laughs) So, uh, okay. So we're a double, these are going to be double Jeremy episodes. So uh, Van Valkenburg will go by Big Gingy, right? Mm -hmm. By Gingy. And our second Jeremy, Jeremy Bagwell from Ross Video will go by Bags. So Bags, Welcome. Yeah. We're glad to have you, man. Yeah, thanks. I um, I can't stop thinking about the word gas. I'm like, give it straight gas. I'm like, I, all right. If that's what the kids are saying these days. Oh, yeah. I don't know that that's true. They may be snowing me on that, but no, they it's do true. that from time to time. Oh, it okay. is true. Okay. Give it straight yeah. gas. Straight gas. Okay. Straight gas. Straight gas. Okay. Well, that's great. And then my other comment is like, that, that the low key, like, hey, you know who I am? Like, that's great. Like, it's like going to an AA meeting together or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so tell, you're, you're at Ross Video. You lead up the worship line from Ross Video, correct? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I oversee our position um, with churches. So like the way I like to say is I, I champion the cause of church for Ross Video. Um, which a lot of people would say it in reverse, but I really believe that manufacturers, I believed when I worked in church that manufacturers needed a better stance, a better position, a better mm-hmm. uh, way of interacting with churches. And so for me, uh, I spend a lot of my time, even internally at Ross, uh, championing the cause of church and church production and um, what it. we do Love and how it. we do it. So um, products, marketing, uh, interacting with churches, all of that stuff. That's just, I wake up every day thinking about what products we have, how we engage and how we help you have a better Sunday. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I do. All, and so you, and you stepped out of a little struggling work in Atlanta area, right? To, yeah. to, to do this, <laughs> this job at Ross, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your little, life little before church. Ross. Yeah. Uh, life before church I did, uh, I grew up as a pastor's kid. Um, was in church my whole life. Then, uh, as we all start off doing, we play guitar. Then we play guitar while mixing, and then we uh, eventually learn how to just uh, mix. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I fell. So along the lines, at some point, I got a job at a church full time. I was a student pastor for a short period of time. Realized I didn't need to. Uh, like sermons were not my strong suit. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I ended up, uh, overseeing production technology at a small church here uh, in North Atlanta and then went to 12 stone church was a, it's a bigger church in Atlanta and then, um, North point community church, uh, in Atlanta as well. So, uh, through the course of that time ended up in the video world, uh, designing video systems and, uh, live video directing leading, uh, teams. Um, so that's my last, 15 plus years, 15 years of full-time work, obviously interning nice. and all that stuff, you know, prior to that, but yeah. 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 So nice. Well, yeah. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Uh, guys, the last of the Titans who really needs to our audience doesn't need really an introduction. He's the man in the middle, the straw that stirs the drink, the man who brought you free church AV, <laughs> Papa G, Daniel Gorley from five words media. Wow. <laughs> that is an right? intro a, and a half, man. 
Yeah, you know. I mean, okay. I like to dial it I'll in. I'll take that. I like to dial it in. I, I, like like, I got to admit, it's a little overwhelming. It, it, I, it, this clash of the titans that's happening here, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. I feel <laughs> I feel like I'm a little double teamed with the Jeremys on, on both sides. Right. But, you know, I'll make it. I'll survive. So that's good. It's fantastic. This is going to be so much fun. So uh, thank you guys for doing this. So this first bonus episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of video in the church. So I'm going to throw out some questions. And as you, if you know me at all, you know, my job in these conversations is mostly going to be throwing out questions and letting you guys do the heavy lift in terms of answers. So um, let me get, get us started by like, when, when do you remember first hearing the word like stream or live stream related to a worship service. Can you remember when you heard that the first time? Um, somebody tell my age a little bit. I like to think that I'm younger than I am. Um, I remember hacking together a live stream for this small church in 2004, six, wow. Wow. Uh, something around that, like um, WordPress as a web thing was getting really hot and anyway there was some folks out of the north point world that was like publishing like a how to stream on your own hack way so uh i threw up a little camera uh we had a little vga video system and let's go vga in the house man yeah Yeah. nice so that is definitely showing your age hey hey jeremy uh big gingy do you have any vga in your uh rig currently (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I don't think we will, come, we will come steal it and rip it out if so. so. No, I, no, we, we do have a display port though. Uh, yeah. the Yamaha nice. consoles still yeah. don't have HDMI, so uh, lovely, nice, yeah. nicely. <laughs> yeah, well, I do. I'm a, I'll show my H2 bags. Yeah. Uh, it's probably about 2006, 2007. Uh, a really oh, good friend of oh. mine worked at a church in Orlando called Northland, and uh, mm-hmm. we went up when they built their new building. It was like wait a second, I can watch your church from my house? And they were doing all the crazy at that, like another location 90 miles away that was playing live with the main, like they just, they were just pushing it out there. And that, that's why the first time I ever heard about it, but it just, it seemed so foreign. Like it it seemed like it, it was a thing that only the elite, like 10,000 member churches were ever going to be able to accomplish. It didn't at that time feel like, you know, third Baptist street, you know, on, on the corner of, you know, downtown, right. uh, would be able to, to have access to that, you know? Yeah. I remember going to a creality conference that fellowship church put on. I, I want to say it was like 2006, 2007 and sitting in like a live stream class and, you know, looking at like DSR 250 cameras and like switchers and this ginormous infrastructure to get out this like 480p stream. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, if you don't have at least, you know, half a million dollars, don't even think about streaming, you know, kind of a thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the times have changed. So, oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking through, you know, this whole thing when Brian and I started chatting about like questions and stuff we wanted to ask you guys. So, Brian, you talked about remembering when you first heard the word stream. For me, uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you guys, because, you know, Jeremy, you're obviously at a ginormous church right now, a transformation, Mm -hmm. making stuff happen. 
Um, but you haven't always worked in that environment. And then Jeremy yeah. uh, Bags, you've also been at many different sized churches and North Point being one of them. But like, what do you guys think are the biggest challenges that come along with like video in worship? You know, like you've seen it all. You've seen small, medium, large. What do you think the biggest challenges are that you see for video in worship, at least where you're living right now? I'll say the question, the question I always get asked the most is when people send me, they're like, why doesn't this look like, it seems to be that even the smaller churches who don't have like a high technical aptitude can get it online. But then they're like, why does this not look? And it's for me, the biggest thing I always say, well, you need to fix your lighting. You know, like that's probably one of the biggest challenges I see is people, they get all this infrastructure and, and they forget to address the lighting in the room. And so it's like, it's either way too dark or it's overexposed or it's the wrong color temperature for the, you know, the ethnicity that could be leading up on the, on the stage and things like that. And so it, it seems like we're at a place where it's fairly easy to get yourself on the net. Um, I just think um, getting all the right parts and pieces together to make sure that like, cause you can have a, in my opinion, you can, you don't have to have the best of the best camera gear, but if you get your lighting right first, you can make a, a lesser camera actually look pretty good. I would say yes. And to that, because what I feel like is the, when you're like, okay, let's get our lighting, right. A thousand percent lighting. You have to get your lighting, right. But what's crazy about that conversation is that your lighting probably looks pretty good for those in person. Yes. And so when you're like, Hey, let's get our lighting, right. Now you're asking uh, so for some things to change for an audience that's not in the room. That's right. That will influence what the audience in the room experiences. So what I think I see is like a philosophical divide or phys- philosophical tensions between people who feel like we should prioritize one audience over the other. And it begins to be really, really complicated in figuring out how do we have a great experience for someone who shows up on Sunday and a great experience for somebody who's watching somewhere else, um, whether it be the, you know, the replay podcast or whether it may be, mm-hmm. you know, watching the web or live. Um, there's just so many tensions. And I feel like COVID like fast forwarded some things and then didn't also solve things either. I think now past, there's a, a lot of pastors who are like, hey, we don't even want to be on the web anymore because... I want people to show up in our room. And I'm like, I don't know if that solves it either, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's the compounded question of what getting light, the lighting right, mm. what that starts to stir up, you know? Oh, yeah. So, we, we have those conversations all the time, you know, because because most of our audience is online. Okay. I know that looks amazing in the room, but you, that's not translating online. So it's like, are yeah. we an online church? And it's hard to say, well, mm. we're going to be in the middle it, it just doesn't necessarily work that way. The, the first time I really got exposed to that was not too long after we got here. We took a trip to Life Church. And mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. many could argue Life Church is probably, you know, pi- they've pioneered that in Lakewood of like, what does a broadcast standard church service look like? Yep. And when I walked into the room and watched this first big, it was a global leadership summit they were recording. And when Craig Groeschel came on stage, I'm like, he's so dark. But then we're watching iMag and it's like crispy, clean. And it was like Mm, mm. to start that shift in my own mind of like, okay, like there has to be that compromise. Well, and it's good that you guys mentioned that. Like one of the classes that we used to teach um, and probably need to resurrect it again. uh, It was awesome because we took 
a good camera and then we did a lighting setup around it and then we actually pre-programmed different looks where we would turn on different lights at different intensities and and work the balance and then we would show the output for everybody to see in the room on like a big screen right mm-hmm. and a lot of people like like you said they, they would buy a camera and they would throw it in the room leave their existing light set up and never put two and two together and, and Brian, you know this, because most of the audience that is part of WLP's family, like it's a worship leader and maybe they're also the tech guy and they're also leading all volunteers. And, you know, Jeremy uh, Van Valkenburg, you get to hang with a guy who's like a lighting director and then the video director and they all own those points mm-hmm. of view and they're all looking at it. And a lot of this has to happen on the fly in their heads. The one thing I tell church volunteer uh, leaders all the time is like, God created our eyes and they have like the widest uh, dynamic range. You know, it's like we have a hundred, you know, your, your best cinema camera out there is doing 15 stops of dynamic range, but we get a hundred stops and our eyes will forgive in room, but mm-hmm. the TVs and the, the streaming tech and all the video players and stuff, they want to see a very limited window and so, you know, we'll do jobs where we'll install multi-views at the lighting console um, yep. because mm-hmm. if they're not looking at that, they won't light for that. They'll light for what looks good in the room because it's natural. So I think that you guys are 100% right on that, that it's just this balance. You can't hit the middle, right, and just expect that or go one or the other. So, yeah, pretty, pretty That's cool. That's fantastic. I just remember... uh having no clue what was involved in this. And I remember when we first went online going up to the booth and there being what looked like 15 miles of cable coiled under this desk and, you know, (laughs) routed all over the building. And I just remember thinking, wow, that's, it takes all that, you know, and guys in my role, we don't always know uh, what it takes. So uh, yeah, unbelievable detail that it takes uh, to do it and to do it well. Um, so like, so Ross has been a leader in this area, like the leader. Um, and how are you guys, uh, I know you, you, one of the things you mentioned earlier is you want to come alongside and help make the Sunday better, you know? So how are you guys, how are you guys doing that and helping churches to reach their, their video goals? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Um, here's what I'll say to that. Um, up until my position at Ross, my like my position didn't exist. And so I like to say that uh, anybody, there's a lot of different people that are qualified for the job I have. I just got lucky to be in that this seat. So um, having me here, having me being able to like me understand church production and translate it to uh, a manufacturer and say, hey, this is the way, these are the words, this is the way we do things. This is the way it's a live event combined with a TED talk. And so, you know, um, my new thing (laughs) recently is like, you know, every church is a snowflake, like every church operates differently, whether you like that or not, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. um, and so I like to think that that's, that's how we're adding value is just, uh, developing a level of empathy and understanding for the church production community. Um, which long-term I believe really translates into, uh, product design, um, software design, all that kind of stuff. But um, currently with products and software, we do offer some really great products and software that uh, helps do that. Like we have a, a corporate policy of like, hey, we're going to be friendly to all the manufacturers. And so like 
our dashboard control system can connect with almost any protocol, uh, any con- control protocol. And mm-hmm. um, so there's like, there's things at both the philosophical level and the technical level that I think helps. Um, I just hope that we will grow more and more into those things as we journey along. Well, one of the things bags I was going to say that I appreciate about you is like, because you come from a church background and you're the guy there, like a lot of the conversations we have about churches they're they are respective of where they're coming from and where they're living. Like a lot of our conversations, yes, we talk about switchers and yes, we talk about graphics and, and, you know, all the crazy things that you guys make. But a lot of times you're talking about like, cool, we just did this Ross talk thing and we integrated it with pro presenter. And now your pro presenter can talk to your switcher. And then the, the TD doesn't have to worry about that. Like you guys actually think about that. Most video switching and, and distribution companies, they don't think about church service because like, again, half of our family, it's all volunteers and it's somebody with a great heart and they may come in during the week and spend hours setting stuff up just so that two hour service on the weekend can be a success. And then you guys think about that. And if you can create some kind of automation or communication or, or macro or whatever it is to make their life easier on the weekend, that's huge because they're probably leading with a guitar and a, and a microphone at the front of stage. So yep. I think, yep. I think that's pretty cool. So, yep. So like the one little, one little piece, one little piece of information, like uh, we, in our carbonite switchers, we have this, um, uh, concept called a mini Emmy. So it's a, mm-hmm. you know, mix engine, uh, mix effect that, uh, is, we call it mini because it has less keyers. Uh, so for those people listening that are not super technical, I'll I spare you call all the technical. mini yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but that concept from our, our, uh, VP of, uh, um, switchers, uh, Nigel, uh, met with a bunch of church uh, technical directors several, several, several years ago. And out of that, he realized some of the workflow things that they were using switchers for. And so many MEs were developed out of that concept because we had some little extra horsepower processing we can fit into this Carbonite platform. And so um, that's, uh, it's a cool story. I can't get all the details right. So I'm going to spare all the details, but uh, that's just one example of how um, when we see an industry uh, market, whatever you want to call it, like, hey, here's the workflow, here's pro- here, and we want to jump in and help solve problems and mm-hmm. and journey along with you. Well, and I think that's that's, awesome. that's huge because you guys are flexible. Um, yeah. Big Gingy, I don't want to throw words in your mouth, but I'm assuming every you know you guys just did a reno on your space, and that is how church is going to get done for the next 20 years. It's never going to change. It's never going to adapt. Needs are never going to be. I'm just kidding. Of course, it's going to change. And and you guys are rocking some some raw switchers and stuff in there. Um, I mean, how important is to you for something to be flexible, whether it's I.O. count, channel mm-hmm. count, moving things around like your demands of what you guys do have to probably you have to rely on some tech that can move and shake with you guys. Is that fair? Oh, yeah. Uh, the way we operate, ultimate flexibility has to happen. Um uh, all of our preachers on stage that are from like from the house, every one of them love sermon illustrations. Um, everything from, Hey, can we take like a rotating P and G of a, of a GPS pin? And I want you to put it over my head and follow me around with it while I walk. Like, 
and, and literally somebody was on the switcher kind of like just hopefully you know make it look cool uh or it could be uh hey pastor mike wants to shoot from the parking garage you know and so when we were putting this system together uh that we will uh, actually finally go live with in february uh flexibility was everything so like we have fiber drops around the building. So all I got to do is walk over and throw a card in. Now I've got SDI that's taking me back to the main video plant. Like, um, and, and just all the the things that we needed to be able to do, uh, Ross uh, above and beyond did that. And so, uh, you know, we, I think we're doing two Ross acuities. So we're going to be able to switch what's happening in the room and do something completely different online and four channels of expression and two ultra routers. And I mean, we, we're, we're heavily invested into the Ross environment. Well, and the cool, the cool thing about that is like, that's like, you guys are at a high level, like week in, week out, change it Mm -hmm. up. I I think when I visited you last, you were like, Hey, we're, we're moving locations. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a lot going on. And we uh, have moved our entire (laughs) video world. I think 12 times since I've been on staff here. Oh Oh, my my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. If that is like the, you know, top point, all of that Mm -hmm. filters down, right? Uh, Bags, like all of that, you know, if that's where you're going and you're servicing crazy, awesome, cool, creative churches like Transformation, that all kind of gets baked in through the whole product line, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so like the, for, for Jeremy, the Ultrix routing platform is the most flexible. So like inputs Mm -hmm. and outputs, you can put any audio on any outputs and, you know, it's de-embedding and embedding throughout um which is amazing so then you can there's a lot of different engineering things about it so like yeah somebody could be in the parking lot and that audio can come down the sdi line and then off to your maddie stream to get to audio world like super super flexible um so that platform scales down to even um you know a 16 by 16 one ru router so it it all depends on how you want to use it Mm -hmm. um what your problems are um and to be honest, from a price point standpoint, from a a enterprise level video routing system, uh, we're very, very, very competitive price point wise mm. compared to the other big players out there. So uh, mm. I'm a big fanboy of the Ultrix for that reason. Hey, yeah. Brian, um, did yeah. you de-embed this morning when you first woke up? Did you <laughs> grab a cup of coffee? That's a good word. <laughs> I, I thought about it. I, I needed to stretch. I needed to stretch first. <laughs> you need to stretch. Yeah, I needed to stretch first. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to pull your back out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love these conversations so much. Um, let's uh, let's take a quick break here and let us tell you a little bit about Ross, and then we're going to be back with the big room question. As you can see from our conversation with Jeremy, Ross Video really cares about the church community and how they partner with us to help you have a better Sunday. Who is Ross Video? Great question. Ross Video is an industry leader in production technology, and they make things like routing systems, production switchers, video servers for recording and playback, beautiful robotic camera systems, and the industry-leading live graphics platform called Expression. We all know that our church services happen because of our amazing volunteers and the help that they provide. Ross Video knows this as well, which is why they care not only about creating robust hardware, but also incredible user experiences that lower the learning curve for your volunteers and help them operate the equipment with confidence. 
we encourage you to go check out the link in our bio to learn more about Ross. You can also visit rossvideo.com slash WLP. While you're there, click play on the amazing story of how Ross Video partnered with Times Square Church to help them take their production to the next level. Well, guys, you know, we end every conversation uh, with the big room question. It's, uh, it's, it's been important and lots of incredible answers. And so uh, kicking us off in these bonus episodes is the one and only big Genji. So Genji, uh, you've answered this before, but it's been yeah. a long, a lot of living for you <laughs> since then. So yeah. like if we gathered every worship leader and all their volunteers, every production leader and all their volunteers, we got them all together in one big room and we gave you a microphone. What would you say to them? Yeah. Um, I would want to take the time to share with them something I've learned in my last two and a half years. Because uh, I'm, I'm 43 years old, right? Like I'm in the, in the tech world, you know, I'm kind of like in the golden years, you know? Um, <laughs> and I just, I have come to realize that um, the key to, to, to lasting in this is going to be theology and therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, from the theological standpoint of like, man, you just have to know who you are in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like your craft cannot be your identity, uh, how good you are uh, as a video engineer or on a switcher or a lighting director. Like none of that can be your identity. And so it's so easy for us as uh, production leaders, production professionals, volunteers within our churches, like production is graded on an A or F scale. Like it's not, we can't have an off day. Like a singer can come in mm-hmm. and like, they're a little off key and it's like, oh, well, they were at Legoland yesterday and they may have been screaming too much on the roller coasters. And we like, there's a pass for that. But man, we accidentally fire a video in the wrong place or whatever. It's just for whatever reason, we get brought to the principal's office, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I find what we do, and this is generalization, but even in my own life, you start to hone in so much on what you do to make sure it's perfect that you don't end up at the principal's office, that you start to neglect um, who you are in Christ to take on. If I'm just really good at this, uh, people are going to kind of like give me that pass. And then a lot of times what happens is as church leaders, it's like they'll turn a blind eye to unhealthiness within a production team because what, well, the services are going off without a hitch. I don't really want to, I don't want to poke that bear because like, I don't want to go back to, you know, you remember how it was 18 months ago, you know? And so I think, You know, when I first got to TC, um, and this is, we have a culture of being hot at Transformation Church, humble, open, and transparent. Mm. Um, I spent a lot of time trying to prove why I was supposed to be here. Mm. Uh, I, ca- I came from a church of a thousand people. Uh, we were doing pretty, you know, pretty good production for, for what that was. And the church before that production just was not a priority to the pastor at all. And suddenly I find myself leading what, you know, one of the more progressive production ministries in the country. Uh, I'm now working with greats like Lee Fields and Daniel could like, you know what I mean? You you go from obscurity to walking with your heroes. And I just felt like I needed to prove to everybody why God brought me here. Um, And so I started leading out of insecurity. I started trying to do things I wasn't good at. And like, it was about six months in one of my, one of my guys came up to me and said, Hey, would you read this book for me? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'd love to read this book for you. Uh, and it's called The Supernatural Ways of Royalty. And I just started reading it and immediately just began breaking down over like I had let proving to everybody become my identity. And I had forgotten oh, wow. that like 
The reason I'm here is because God chose me. The reason I'm here is God's already impressed with me. Like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have to prove to a single person that I was supposed to be here because I was God's chosen person for this. Um, And so it, it took another probably four or five months of like really just diving into the word of like, man, this is who I am. And to try to stop because even my insecurities that I wasn't telling anyone began wearing off onto the team and they're coming to me and they're going, Hey, like I'm worried about, and I'm like, why are you worried about that? I've never even said that to you, but my insecurity was coming off in waves onto the team. Um, and so all of that led to in uh, January of 2021, I started going to therapy. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand why if something were to happen and that trigger sent me back into my child brain, why I would react the way that I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I spent the last year in therapy, just diving into childhood trauma and why do I do things the way, you know, and, and, and just diving into figuring out like who I am, why I react these different ways. And it's been, it's been night and day difference of who I am as a person, who I am as a father, as a husband, uh, as a leader to the department uh, at the church and a, a leader just within the church in general. And so I just, I'm really finding um, your theology and your therapy need to go together if you want to stay in this thing for the long haul. So just guys like understand, like don't just understand who you are in Christ, know who you are in Christ. Like let that move from your heart down or from your head down into your heart. Because like Mm. um, being able to lead in freedom is the greatest gift God's given me in the last two years. Um, and, And that, that was in part through just diving into the word and really looking into that. And then doing the hard emotional work, of getting into therapy and dealing with my past. That's fantastic. Great. Wow. Man, thanks for sharing that. I know those are uh, deeply personal mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. So thanks for going there with us, man. We appreciate oh, it. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for that encouragement. Um, wow. That's awesome. Um, guys, I, I, I love these three dudes. We love uh, Ross video. Thanks for listening. We're coming out coming at you with another bonus episode over the next two weeks, uh, all centered around video in worship. And so thanks for listening today. Um, we do want to give a, a quick shout out to our friends at Maven Media Productions for doing the editing and all the graphics and all the amazing work that they do to help our podcast get out into the world. Uh, if you're a person who has a a ministry or your church needs some help with social media or website. I hope you'll check them out at mavenmediaproductions.com. Um, and again, we'll be coming at you next week. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast and follow us on the socials. Our regular episodes are still coming out on Tuesday mornings and I'm going to put you all on the spot. We didn't talk about this ahead of time, but we genuinely, we generally sign off at the end of every episode. So how about we go, we go me, Genji, Bags, and Gourley. Okay, how about that? So I'll go first and you, it's, it's your moment to sign off to the people, whatever you want to make that, all right? So here we go. Until next time, deuces. See ya. Peace. Papa G.